All right, Chavre, good morning. Hayyim, the fifth day of other Rishayim. We are in the middle of the 27th chapter. And we began, the sugya began on Perik Chavav. Perik Chavav, Chavzayim, Chavtes, Chavches, Chavtes, Lamed and Lamed Aleph. The Altareb is speaking about joy, about Simcha. One of the great accomplishments of Hasidus was the emphasis that we put, we put on the need to be in a joyful frame of mind and heart constantly. The Alter Rebbe argues that this is like a pillar in the service of God because in life, people that are happy people, people that are upbeat people are people that are successful people. The Alter Rebbe uses in the beginning of an analogy of two that are struggling, that the winner won't be the stronger one, the winner will be the one that's quicker, the one that's more agile. And that's in life, that people that feel upbeat, people that are filled with vitality, they move quick, they're doing, they're movers. They're, they're matzliach, and in the context of a Jew serving God, if we lack in joy, we can view this as the greatest spiritual failing. Because if a person is not joyful, then God forbid they can fail in the observance of the mitzvahs. Okay, so based on that premise, and Bechlal, we're living at a world today that the world understands us properly. So it's already a normal thing by Yidin that, that we understand the importance of joy and we all are cognitive of the fact that it's not always easy to be joyful. And it's amazing how the Alter Rebbe who compiled years of Yechidasen and many of his Hasidim met with the Alter Rebbe to get guidance how to be more joyful. The Alter Rebbe put all of the advices that he gave into these few chapters. And if you learn them properly, you'll notice that, that there are four core reasons why a person might not be besimcha. And he addresses every one of them. Also to add another premise, it seems like that you don't need a, a reason to be besimcha. Look at a child. A child by nature is joyful. Uh, if you are alive, life means you're living, you're joyful. The reason why people sometimes don't have that upbeat spirit is because there is something that's anguishing them, right? Something that's squeezing them, that's making them feel down. And once you identify what exactly is the cause for you not to be besimcha, if you take the cause away, then automatically, if you are alive, you'll be joyful. It goes without saying that there are chemical reasons why people might not be happy. And the Altareb is not addressing that, and that's very important. And if a person is not feeling upbeat because of some sort of chemical imbalance, nothing to be ashamed about. Today, Baruch Hashem, the world is advancing. You go to a good doctor, and if need be, then uh, this can be a chemically balanced. We're speaking about a person who's more or less okay, uh, speaking about physically, chemically, but it, there's, a, there's a, an emotional or a psychological or a, a spiritual reason that's, that's causing the person not to be besimcha. And here are the four categories. And you'll hop that every reason that you might have, which is why you think you're not joyful, will fall into one of the following four. The first might be the most relevant to us or to most people that are not necessarily the most spiritual of people. Let's be down-to-earth people. One of the reasons why people lack joy is because something in the basic physical needs that, that we have are not being met. 
And when we speak about one's physical needs, so the Alter Rebbe uses the words of Chazal, we are speaking about Bana or Chaya or Mezayna. Because obviously there are things that we want and there are things that we need. And if a person decides to make a want into a need, that, that Alter Rebbe is not addressing that. So if there's a certain luxury that we don't need, but we decided we need and we don't have it, and you're not happy, that's a, that didn't exist in those days, or that's something that's self-understood. We're speaking about real needs. The first, the most important need that we have, that the sages say on this order, Bana, Chaya, Emezoina. Bana means we need to have children. So if you have a couple, and God forbid they don't yet have children, this is an anguish. This is a, a justifiable anguish. They don't have Bana. So a person can say, how can I be besimcha when I always have that, 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 that hole in my heart, I don't have children. Second to that, but a valid... That's 100%. If a person is not married, so they're, they're, but the, the, here it's not about the loy toiv heyoyz ha'adam levadoi problem, also connected, but bana. person doesn't have offsprings. Then there's a person that Baruch Hashem has bana, but there, there's a lack of health. Right? So when we have health first, for Eden, children first. We have children, Baruch Hashem, health. If there's a lack in Chaya, or in, if a person is lacking in the Zoynas. Okay, from the three, it's the last one, but it's a real need. Now, we're not speaking about Mezoyna to have beyond what we need, and Hashem should bless everyone with, with beyond with what you need. But if a person doesn't have the basic necessities, and, and basically this includes all deficiencies in anything that's Gashmias. Now, the, the response the Alter Rebbe gives is a response that we have to contemplate upon. There is no Chiddush here. But to make these words real demands work. The idea is, is that we are Maminim, B'nai Maminim, and we're going to follow Dafke Shittas Habal Shemtiv, that every single thing that happens to me in my life is custom made directly by God Almighty. Period. Means everything, my lot is God's doing. That which appears good, that which to me does not appear good. Once a person makes real our emunah, that even if, God forbid, there is a lack in Bana or Chaya or Mazayna or some of them or in all of them, it's not an accident. It's not random. It's God's doing. My life is being custom made by God. I am where I am by Hashgacha Pratis. Once I fully accept that this is God's doing, the person will have the challenge, but they won't lack simcha. And that's a deep concept. You will lack simcha when you think that it's not just, when you think that it's not fear, when you think it was an accident or it's random, it's mikra nikra, which borderlines by Hasidus on kafira. If this is what God wants for me, then the God wants for me in this setting to do what I need to do. The setting is always made by God. Not generally, custom made for me at this moment. Now we all have that amuna, and we all know how challenging it is to live up to that amuna. One of the reasons why we cover our eyes when we say the Shema is because when you don't look at your, your world, then it's easy to shrei out that I believe that Hashem Echad. And open up your eyes, and then it doesn't, Hashem Echad, like a Hasidah says, not that there's only one God. Of course there's only one God. Hashem Echad meaning that everything is coming from God. Every little thing is coming from God, specifically for me. So imagine, a person is sick, so, you know, it sounds 
it, it's, it's a hard concept to put into reality when someone is going through tzadahs. And you have to be sensitive. This is very healthy to apply to ourselves. When another yid is suffering and you tell them, oh, well, listen, God gave this to you. There must be a reason. It's made for you. <laughs> if you word it that way, it's extremely cruel. Yeah. Extremely cruel. But let's speak about me. When, and, when, when I'm going through a, a, any gashmiyaz dikalak in Bana or Chaya or Muzayna, as long as I, I feel that this is from God, I'll be challenged. I won't understand why, but this will not take away my joy of life. This is the plan. This is my lot. Now, the other three areas that the Altareb is addressing before he comes to Patek Chavtes, which is in the sugya of joy, but we'll get to that, God willing, next week. But Chavav and Chavzayin and Chavches, the Altareb is addressing Hasidim that lacked joy, not because something physically was missing in their lives, but it was for a spiritual reason. And there are three general spiritual reasons that might take away my joy. One is, the first one that Al-Tareb addresses, are people who remember the mistakes they made yesterday, or a moment ago, or 50 years ago. But a person might get saddened by thinking about the wrong mistakes that I made in the past. And they can't get over it. And the challenge with those thoughts is that its counter challenge might come across as one not advocating tshuva. And tshuva could have in it certain moments, at least of bitterness of my mistakes of the past and harata, and we are in crying. So when a person feels that the reason why I'm lacking in joy is because I'm regretting or I'm embittered, I'm saddened by the mistakes that I made, the things that I did or the things that I should have but did not do in the past, the Altareb is saying, not that that thought or that feeling is wrong, period. But it's you having that feeling randomly, you not choosing when to do tshuva is, what, is, what, is where the mistake is at. That tshuva is something that we have to choose to do and we have to know when to turn on the tshuva and when to turn off the tshuva. And that's a very important thing the Alter Rebbe says that if you designate a time, you made a mistake in the past and thinking about it at the right way will, will add to your tshuva as we'll speak about later. Thinking about our mistakes in the right setting will inspire me, will motivate me not to repeat the mistake. That's fantastic, but pick a time to do it. And if you're having tshuva thoughts in the middle of the day, certainly if you're having tshuva thoughts in the middle of your davening or learning, and that's taking away your kavan of davening, you're speaking about connecting to God. The topic of davening, you're not saying the bracha salach lano. You're not saying the bracha that is connected to tshuva. You're speaking about the barach or rifa'enu. Then focus on Baruch Aleinu, focus on the Rifa'enu. Don't justify those thoughts thinking, ah, it's Tshuva thought. No, that's also a sinful Yetzirah wanting to get you depressed. Adarab, the Altarab says that when a Jew is doing Tshuva properly, part of the mitzvah of Tshuva is to have belief that God forgives. If a person embarks on Tshuva without the belief that that undergoing this cheshbon hanefesh, and yes, sometimes undergoing a moment of bitterness, the right way, as we'll speak about in the coming weeks, 
you have to, together with that, you have to believe that God accepts your tshuva and God really forgives you. And if you are unable, so to say, to forgive yourself, for a person, for, for the whole life, they're, they're, they're saddened because of a, of a mistake that they made once, that, that, is, that is wrong. That means that they don't really believe that God forgives. That, again, it's a lack of a moon in God. So yes, sadness because of a mistake in the past is something that could be justified as long as you are in charge of when to feel that. And the ideal time, the Alter Rebbe says, is before you go to sleep at night. We have certain days in the year that are designated for Tshuva days. There are certain moments in the prayer designated for that. And at any other time, if you have thoughts that you think, ah, these are good thoughts, I'm, I'm, I'm to Tshuva, Alter Rebbe says it's not Tshuva, it's coming from your Yetzir Hara. Because again, we, we look at sadness as the, as the mother of all sins more than any other sin, because it leads a person to sin when you feel down. A yid has to feel happy and upbeat. Then there's a third cause that the Alter Rebbe, obviously he was engaging with people, with his Hasidim. Why did people feel saddened? They didn't feel saddened because of sins that they did. They felt saddened because they knew their spiritual standing. A person looks at themselves, you know, when you look at the mirror and it's very ugly, you get sad. And we're speaking about a ruchni is like a mirror. So the person says, the fact that I even have a desire to do X, Y, or Z tells me a little bit about what type of animal soul I have. And it doesn't look nice. So it's like a person who feels this is an existential shame. I'm ashamed of myself. Not because I acted it out. The, the fact that I am the way I am. Yeah, the fact that these things come into my head, the fact that I want to do X, Y, and Z, oy gewalt, it's disgusting, it's not nice, I'm sad, I'm ashamed of me. This is a very, a very important. Many people have that, even if they don't know how to word it. They have like this existential shame. They always walk around shame or feeling inaccurate. They don't feel that they're good. Not because of what they're doing, or who they are. And here the Alter Rebbe comes back to what we learned about and the whole buildup of Tanya until Pedi Chavav. And where the Alter Rebbe makes a case that God creates, the way Eov says, Tzadikim, and there is God deciding most of us will never become the tzaddik of the Tanya. Why is that? Is because our mission in life is to fight with all of these negativities of the world. And that's our mission. And therefore, the lowlier my animal soul, the Alter Rebbe says, the greater you should rejoice. That means God gave you a greater mission. Right? You're a soldier. Imagine, you're a spiritual soldier. So the commander can send you off to fight uh, nothing. Or, if you're taka good, then where will the commander put you? He'll put you to fight the big battle. So the more we are engaged in or attracted to things that are of a lower nature, that's a reason to become happy. That means that God decided that we have the koyach to fight that battle. And the Alter Rebbe goes on, oh, that's today's tanya. That many people, being that the benini, that's the whole premise, a benini will be a benini the whole life. That means that I'm going to have certain struggles, and even if I win today, tomorrow again, same struggle, and people might get saddened, I, I can't. They think that the victory means getting, out, getting rid of that, that bad desire. No, the Alter Rebbe says that every single moment that you have a desire, enough if you are able to carry it out and you don't, that is the victory. And, that, and there's no such a thing as a little victory. Read tomorrow's Tanya. The Alter Rebbe says, he quotes desire, that every time, you have a desire to do something against the will of God. 
And you, one time you succeeded in overcoming your desire. You bring a light of godliness into the world that the greatest tzaddik cannot bring. That katiskafya sitra'achno you bring it into this world, you bring it into all of the other worlds. A tzaddik doesn't do iskafya. A tzaddik doesn't even have the desire. So you have to flip the whole way you think. Now you have to overcome it, but the fact that we are what we are, again, that's God's doing. And that's, that's God's vote of confidence that we have the koyach. And there's nothing to be ashamed of who we are. I am what God made me. Right? All these stories we have in the Gemara. Go to the one who created me. And the lower, the lower, the, the greater the animal soul, the greater you are. And when a person values every little victory, sometimes people lose their, their momentum. Because they lose, you lose, you lose, you lose. Look at it the opposite. You won, you won. Did you win every time yesterday? Maybe not. But you know what? You, you don't remember it. Maybe you were tempted a thousand times or maybe more. And, 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 and great majority you succeeded. You have to look at yourself that way. You have to be positive. You're good and, and, and give yourself highest to become even better. And many other little angles in that theme. And the final, the fourth, is the Altareb is saying that people, imagine, these are great people. They were saddened because their animal soul was not allowing them to do mitzvahs properly. In other words, I'm trying to daven. And in the middle of davening, all these mishagasim come into my head. That's what made them sad. Not because they had the lowly animal soul. Fine, I have a lowly animal soul. But they felt almost as if they can't do mitzvahs properly. Every mitzvah that I'm doing, a certain bad thought comes into my mind. I'm doing it for my arrogance. I'm trying to daven and Mahshavazara comes into your head. So you feel like I'm dirty, I'm soiled. Not because of who I am, because almost like God doesn't want my mitzvah. And we have this chazal that if you live in a place where it never rains, and it rains on sukkahs, it's not necessarily the greatest of signs. This is, importantly, this is if you live in a place where it doesn't rain. If you live in a place where it always rains, then we don't even apply that there. And many other Paiskim said it doesn't even apply to people in our generation. But sometimes you feel, I'm trying to do a mitzvah, and God is not allowing it. Does that not mean that God doesn't want me? So the Alter Rebbe says, Mamish the opposite. If your mitzvah would be of no significance, then no one would care if you do the mitzvah. And you wouldn't have Yetzir Haras, and you wouldn't have distractions. The more important your mitzvah is, being that until Mashiach is coming, the balance of good and the opposite are, are in the world. So if you are about to do something, dafka good, there's going to be opposition. And Bechlal, it's a big rule in life that if you're doing something and there's a lack of opposition, it probably means you're doing it wrong. Because Kalipa has no opposition. Kedusha has opposition. There are many stories about this of people that wanted to do something and since no one was opposed to it, they didn't do it. There was a big mikvah that was built in Europe that when there was no opposition, they did when The moment someone said, don't do it, oh, that means that it, it, it is of value. So look at all of your extraneous thoughts or feelings while you're doing mitzvahs as a, as a sign from God that what you are doing is very important. So the opposite side does not want it to happen. So the harder your observance is, that's a raya of the greatness of your mitzvahs. So recapping, either the sadness comes because of the lack of something physical, and the Rebbe is speaking about emuna and applying it, that it's really custom made by God, you'll be... You'll, you'll be anguished, you'll be in pain, but you're not going to be depressed. Big difference. Someone steps on your foot, you're in pain. If a doctor gives you an injection and it hurts, 
You're not going to be sad. You know it's good. It hurts. It's not going to take away the pain, but it's not going to take away your joy. And then when it comes to our Ruchniyistik Avaida, if it's a depression because of the past, Alter Rebbe says, good, do tshuva, but you choose the time to do tshuva with a beginning time and an end time, and then have a muna that God forgave you. If it's because of your lowly state, Alter Rebbe says, that's what God wants from me. That's the nachas that God gets from me. That's my opportunity. And if it's I'm sad because I feel like I can't do mitzvahs, every mitzvah gets tainted, there's always oppos- inner opposition or outer opposition, the Alter Rebbe says, oh, that's a raya, that that mitzvah from you is very important. And that in itself, competition. They're trying to stop you, you show them. Bottom line is, is that we have a, a responsibility to figure out in our lives what exactly is taking away my joy. If I take the negative reason away, I should know that by default I will be happy. You know, I'm alive. If you are alive, you should be freilach and happy Jews, are successful Jews, successful be'ikir in Avedis Hashem, and successful in our lives. Shkoyach.